0: Today we are joined by Alan Calder, author of our new pocket guide, EU GDPR. Hi Alan, can you talk to us first about your history with data protection? Yes,
1: of course I can. I first got involved with compliance to the Data Protection Act uh, back in the late 1990s. It was the start of my business involvement in information security and what's now become uh, known as cyber security, but in many clear key areas still comes down to how do we go about protecting important and valuable data, particularly uh, that about human beings.
0: Can you tell us a bit more about the EU GDPR?
1: Uh, Yes, of course. The European Union General Data Protection Regulation, which was uh, passed into law in May of this year, 2016, replaces all of the existing data protection legislation across the whole of the European Union, all 28 member states. It comes into force from the 25th of May 2018, there's a two-year transition period uh, and that means that at exactly the same moment uh, every single business in the European Union will have to uh, comply with the requirements for GDPR. GDPR is a regulation that means it doesn't have to be uh, Uh, interpreted or put into law by national governments. It goes into law exactly as written across the whole of the Union. And the key uh, areas it focuses on are first of all the rights of data subjects. It ensures that all uh, citizens of the European Union have the same rights consistently across the whole of the uh, European Union and that includes uh, not just the rights to have their information uh, looked after and protected and used only in the way in which they've agreed to it, but also the right to data portability and the right under specific circumstances to be forgotten. Uh, it also, for organisations, puts in place a level playing field so that all organisations, wherever they are in the European Union, have to look after data in exactly the same way and that means that uh, it's difficult for one country to uh, run a very lightweight data protection regime whereas another company runs a very complex one. It means now that organisations, particularly those trading across the European Union as a whole across the common market, will be able to put in place a single approach to collecting, protecting and maintaining uh, individual personal data and that will be valid uh, right the way across the Union.
0: What does this mean for businesses now?
1: What it means for businesses now is that they've already into a month into the transition period to compliance. So by May 2018, uh, there will be potentially very substantial fines up to a maximum of about 4% of global turnover or um, 20 million euros, whichever is the higher, which or administrative fines they can be applied for breaches of the legislation alongside alongside other Um, judicial remedies. Uh, And that means that from that date, no organisation should want to find itself in breach of the GDPR. So there's a two-year period during which you've really got to identify what personal data you're holding, uh, where you're holding it, what permissions you have for it. You've got to make sure that um, you're holding it now legally, you've got the right protections in place, and that as an organisation, you're able to comply across the broad range of requirements of the GDPR with exactly what it says you have to do.
0: Can you talk us through one of the major changes businesses might face when moving from DPA compliance to GDPR compliance?
1: Well, the major changes, of course, vary from uh, member state to member state. So, in somewhere like Germany or Holland, where the existing data protection legislation is not substantially different from what the GDPR brings into uh, place, the uh, the move will not be particularly radical. There will be a lot of tidying up and uh, making sure that what they are doing, what organizations are doing, is consistent with the requirements of the GDPR. Because, of course, um, uh, if in some places, where, for instance in Germany, there might be requirements which are in excess of what the GDPR now has, those requirements will have to be relaxed. There's only one set of rules applicable across the European Union. In other countries like the UK, for instance, where the data protection regime has been very uh, substantially calmer, uh, less rigorous, uh, if you like, than uh, elsewhere, there'll be very substantial changes which organizations have to make to uh, ensure that Um, the regimes which they have in place which um, are very much more in favour of organisations than in terms of protecting the rights of data subjects are brought fully up to line. It's particularly challenging for organisations outside the European Union who for the first time have a very clear legal requirement if they're selling services into the European Union to comply with the GDPR because the territorial scope of the regulation is every organisation anywhere in the world supplying services into the European Union and collecting information of EU citizens.
0: How important is it for businesses to communicate the changes to their employees?
1: Employers have got a significant role to play in protecting personal data, both in terms of how it's collected, um, in terms of the systems on which it's collected and preserved, uh, in terms of the uh, permissions for collecting it, uh, in terms of responding to subject data access requests. So staff need to understand how they contribute to compliance. They also have to understand how they contribute to ensuring that personal data is protected securely across the organisation. So it's a very important role for um, for staff,
0: how will this pocket guide help businesses to kickstart their compliance project?
1: The pocket guide is a good summary of the requirements of the GDPR. So it provides an overview of the things that has to be done. It carries, uh, for instance, key definitions. It carries the uh, structure and outline of the GDPR. So it's a very easy and simple reference point for uh, anybody in structuring their approach to the GDPR to be able to pick up, uh, you know, for instance, which chapter is it that deals with uh, extraterritoriality or is there something in here about uh, controllers and processes, where do I go inside the legislation to get it. Of course, to see the true detail, you need to look at the legislation itself. But in reality, it's a nice, simple, handy pocket guide that gives a good overview um, to practitioners and is a very useful starting point for managers and users right the way across the organisation.
0: Thank you, Alan.